Before we get started with the episode, I wanted to give you a quick offer that will rip your mind off. It's not even an offer. It's just something you can get for free. One of my guests today is Casper Kelly, one of the co-creators of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which is premiering on Adult Swim this Thursday, April 18th at midnight. And because of the premiere of that show, he is giving away his book for free on Amazon.com if you have a Kindle. His book of short stories called More Stories About Spaceships and Cancer is available for free on Kindle from April 15th to 19th. So either search for the name of that book or Casper Kelly on Amazon.com and take advantage of this offer. I have read the book. It is seriously hilarious, dark, funny, dystopian, awesome, everything you want in a book of short stories. I highly recommend it. And you don't even need to spend any money on it, you cheap idiots. Sorry, I don't mean to uh, offend any of my listeners. (laughs) You're not cheap, and I love you. Okay, let's get into the episode, and this one is All About Satan. It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite guests over to my apartment to watch any TV show they choose. We watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Uh, I'm very, very excited about today's episode. It's actually a Satan-themed uh, episode with two of the uh, smartest and funniest men I've ever known, uh, Dave Willis and Chris Casper Kelly. Welcome to the show via Skype. Thanks for having us, Craig. <laughs> a little yeah. suck uppy. Well, I can't see you, so I feel like I can say things that I wouldn't say directly to your faces. <laughs> well, I'm excited because um, you guys co-created uh, the TV show Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which is premiering on Adult Swim uh, this Thursday, April 18th at midnight. And you guys uh, wrote it and directed it together, and, uh, and I was in it. So I'm obviously super excited. Yeah, so you know how good we are. I know, but does America know? And I just want to make sure that America does not realize how many times you saved our ass with soft uh, lines by your awesome improv. Oh, thank you. Well, that's uh... <laughs> not the one who can suck up. Wow, it's uh, let's <laughs> let's give mutual um, hand jobs over the Skype. If you could if you had that technology, oh Skype yeah, hand jobs. I think. Would make a lot of money. I think place um, the rubber over the shaft of your penis. There should be something popping out of the CD port any second, which will, <laughs> which will do it. Um, so you guys, not only uh, did you create this show, but you've guys, uh, Dave has co-created uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squidbillies. Uh, Chris, you created uh, Stroker and Hoop and write for Squidbillies. So you guys have been around the block, but this is your first live action show. Is that right? Uh, yes. First show, live action show that's actually that we've gotten to make more than one of. <laughs> Ooh, so what, what was the uh, what was the it's not- a giant leap forward? <laughs> uh, we uh, I actually m- made a pilot uh, years ago called Duckworth, and it was before uh, Adult Swim was making live action shows, so it didn't get picked up. I'd like to think that's the re- only reason it didn't get picked up. But it, yeah, it was before uh, Adult Swim A started making live action shows and B started sucking 
according to all internet commentators, because we're making live-action shows. I don't understand the whole <clears throat> fascist set, set of rules where we have to make cartoons and cartoons alone. Yeah, I've noticed also, that. I've noticed that people hate live-action stuff. I think, uh, I think it's an extenuation of them just hating themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they hate people. They hate themselves. They want to see. That's why they, they're just drawn to cartoons. Yeah, well, I think any anyone comment... Yeah, because I've noticed, I've looked at some of the comments on the preview of Your Pretty Face, and I'd say, like, I'd say within the first 10 seconds, they got, like, the first five comments, it got racist somehow, and then um, a lot of hating, and then uh, some uh, positive stuff as well in there. Oh, this is going to have real people in it. It's going to suck. Oh, More family guy. Man, people love that family guy. Man, I well, you know, I got no complaints. People, I hope that it's a live action cartoon. You know, yeah. Well, this show, I think this show is. Uh, I'm super psyched to see it because when we were shooting it, you'd see like obviously we'd be wearing devil makeup. It takes place in hell, uh, in corporate hell, and we we wear devil makeup and we work for Satan, and uh, like. Half of the stuff was green screen, so to see, I'm excited to see like all the fill the blanks sort of filled in when it's on air. Is it weird to see yourself standing next to like uh, a river of lava with heads in it? Yeah, well, all I can think is like, wow, it would have been much easier to. Well, actually, you know what? The funny thing about it is like everybody, it's so normal to everybody who's in hell. So. Um, I was going to say it might have helped in acting if that was all there, but in reality, it's just sort of like in the background, like nobody even notices when you're in hell. Um, well, the thing is, too, and some of that stuff wasn't green screened. You know, we had a, a practical uh, lava river that we were able to rent through a um, props company and we right. <laughs> beheaded 28 quote unquote interns uh-huh. <laughs> with their heads afloat. <laughs> Yeah, but so, they uh, they were fans of the live action stuff, so they were psyched to do that. Yeah, yeah, you guys are Adult Swim fans, huh? Yeah. You can get college credit for this. Wap, and you get an IMDb credit, so that was good. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I've never even asked this. How did uh, where did the idea start for the show in general? Uh, <clears throat> we we had a we did a short. Uh, I had this idea of. Uh, these people that join a cult and die and go to heaven and the, and the heaven promised is one with uh, unlimited virgins uh, and like a river of uh, cotton candy and a tree that grows your favorite food. And the idea of the short was just that uh, even something as wonderful as that after a million years, you'll be bored off your ass. Uh-huh. So they end up trying to create a rocket ship out of virgin bones to escape. Uh, and so I showed this to Dave and then, uh, he made it a million times better and we made it for, uh, super deluxe Dan Pasternak, who is now, uh, development over at IFC. Mm. Uh, and then we made that, uh, and then, uh, there was a demon character in there played by Dave, uh, and he <clears throat> was just stabbing someone over and over and he, he, he was hilarious and we kind of just started joking around and thinking about making a show around this demon where this is his job. He's got to torture people and it's a grind too. It's as, it's as unpleasant as the people being tortured for the people being tortured, you know? Right. right. It's true. It's what hell really is. It's corporate. It's working at, working at Kmart. 
more or less like working at your 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 average day job retail retail yeah. exactly specifically kmart yeah this is an anti kmart show they pulled out as an advertiser and i try to dig them give at least one dig at them every episode i'm wondering uh I'm just it's just now occurring to me that if someone googles my name after this like if my mother googles my name she's going to that the words hell are going to come up <laughs> right next to it. Well, I His mother know about the existence of this show. Yeah, I remember that. We went to see um a Braves game while I was in Atlanta and Dave mentioned that your mom you you haven't told your mom about the show yet. So like she she's totally unaware cuz she would she wouldn't like it, right? I feel like she would give me a lecture. I feel like she might take me to court for custody of my children. Now, do your kids know about it? Yeah, my kids have gone to the set and seen oh, yeah. Henry. Are and... they going to let it slip out when they go visit uh, Meemaw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, to, you need to make sure they keep their I mouths shut. I saw a man get raped by a cobra, <laughs> Meemaw. <laughs> I saw heads in a in the place where boys pee, Meemaw. <laughs> <laughs> I really do hope that they call your mom Mima. <laughs> no, no, she would never call her something so silly as that. No, they they call her Gomi. <laughs> Gomi, that's that's cute. That's very sweet. Um, yeah. So I've set up um, a couple because uh, your pretty face is going to hell is starting to air this Thursday, April eighteenth at midnight on Adult Swim. I figured I'd pick a couple instead of us watching a full episode of a show because I have you on Skype. I figured we'd watch a handful of um, of Satan related clips from TV shows in the past. So why don't we watch the first clip right now? Now this is from Married with Children, season eleven. And the episode was called Damn Bundies. Do you guys want to give it a watch? Yeah. Let's Let, do it. Let's check it out. Jeez. It's hot as hell down here. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. As a frequent liar, you're eligible for our express check-in. And how long will you be staying? Oh, forever. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your room here at Club Dead. It overlooks the cesspool. <laughs> and here's your complimentary Bloody Mary. Oh. Uh, careful, I think some bone got through the juicer. <laughs> now for my favorite part. Your itinerary of eternal torments. <laughs> for the next millennium, you will be dining exclusively on the most hideous food known to man. Weenie tots. <laughs> Ooh, I love those. <laughs> Well, uh, what you don't know is that a steady diet of weenie tots will cause you to spend eternity in the bathroom. Why do you think I love them? <laughs> All right, Mr. Bundy. Since you find hell such a picnic, uh, how about this? For the rest of eternity, you'll never see your family again. This is heaven. <laughs> it's really refreshing to know that season 11 of Married with Children was probably when they were already three, three seasons beyond having run out of ideas. I know. And when I saw the clip, I was like, holy crap. First of all, I was like, I don't remember 
Ed O'Neill looking that old on the show. And then I was like, it's crazy that this show started off as like a family show, like a dirty family show, but it was like a pretty regular show. And in this, he's in hell with Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger as Satan. I was just thinking it was so, it was really a little devastating to me to think that we were starting where that show ran out of ideas. (laughs) I know. I was actually thinking the same thing. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, they, they heightened, it took them 11 years to heighten to that level. And day one, my head was in a toilet. It's also, it also sort of bums me out to think that everyone involved with that clip is probably has their own Island somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Have you now also, did you notice that Robert England is like dressed in like a Liberace version of, uh, Satan's uh like suit that's funny we talk you know we really struggled with our depiction of satan we were like well how did what's predictable what's obvious and you know i mean he's obviously been done in a bunch of different ways i mean we we went through a bunch of iterations we we i mean we agonized over the shirt we ended up picking for him and i still don't think we picked the right one mm-hmm you know, uh, what else? I mean, what all were all the costume things we went through with that? Well, the cod piece. Yeah. Uh, the giant Gene Simmons style cod piece. Yeah, that was, was that made by, I mean, the guys who, uh, the costumes and uh, makeup uh, people were incredible. Did Was that handmade for this or was that something that they went out and, and found? It was handmade for this. Uh, by a guy who had just as many studs in his face. As he put in the, uh, he did really. I mean, his face was just like, the, like a bumper. The costume uh, person who was amazing, Caroline, said, "This is something I can't do." So she brought in uh, Dwayne, and I had to ask. His name was like D U W A Y N E Dwayne. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you that because you guys are both Southern, so I was like, "Oh, maybe he just pronounces Dwayne Dwayne." But no, that's how <laughs> that's how he spelled. Maybe- um yeah and how did you find i mean because looking at i have to make a comparison because robert england is satan but like how like with the makeup and all that stuff when like how early did you start discussing that those decisions uh pretty early i mean you know i mean when we cast matt matt servito you know was we could have gone a bunch of different ways, obviously, with the character. Matt just sort of played him like a harried, he underplayed him like a harried middle manager. And there were some costumes where we were like, this looks like sort of the manager of a used car sales place, you know, and, and some costumes look like, well, that that this is a little more upscale, like real corporate middle manager. This looks like the guy that shows up at the Domino's branch. Right. You know, once a month to make sure that they're not, you know, spitting tobacco in the dough or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we went through a lot of different, a lot of different thought processes. Do we wear a tie suit, cheap suit? You know, I mean, is he just a beast? You know, just an animal? Right. I wanted to know if they wanted to paint Robert England, but but he was like, I'm I'm not going to do that. I know, I I because yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, he must be so used to doing like 12 hours of makeup for Freddie that he was like, fuck this, just put some horns on my head, I'm in and out. How was it for you as an actor to be painted up? 
It was fun. It it the definitely the novelty wore off after <laughs> But you were very upbeat when we when you were down here in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. It's very different from what you were saying originally. Now, <laughs> like now, if I was if I was to call you and say, Craig, great news, we were green greenlit for thirty more episodes, thirty more weeks. <laughs> would part of you be sad? <laughs> no, it would be all. It would be pure joy. But I do have to say that there there are ways. Hopefully, we could streamline uh, doing the makeup. I'd say the worst part is like. It's all over your hands, so when, like, unfortunately, if you had to take a shit on set, like, that was not, <laughs> it just wasn't fun. But one thing that was interesting to me was, even if we would work till midnight and had, like, a 7 a.m. call time the next day, everybody wanted to be out of that makeup. Like, nobody, no actor was like, fuck it, I'll just stay in the makeup, I'll drink beer and go to bed. But, I mean, yeah. you say that as if, like, when we took off the makeup, makeup, it was all off. I mean, it was, like, every, it was like in every crevice of your body. You just looked you like... You guys, like, we went out to eat with you once after a week of shooting, and you guys all looked like cherubs from some <laughs> some uh, Renaissance painting, you know, just just pinkish. Oh. Just like, off a pinkish glow. It's so... It's, yeah. I feel like just afterwards, you just want to, like... Because the worst part of the whole makeup and everything, actually... Is when you put on it because the mate the makeup is like um an alcohol based thing and Shane and Chris who are the makeup guys were amazing at putting it on but the worst part was when you had to put a shirt on over it it just like felt like hands on a chalkboard it would just be the grossest like just like <laughs> bugs all over you Ugh. so you uh, uh, Dave told me he read some article about uh, Jim Carrey playing the Grinch was it the mm-hmm. Grinch mm-hmm. or uh, and he had to get a therapist. To help him, a hypnotist. The hypnotist had to calm him down as they as they they inserted the Grinch uh, contact lenses into oh. his eyes. Oh yeah, I, I would not have been able to do contacts. I'm glad that Blue that's... hair all over his body, green hair. Oh. It's like three hours a day, you know. Uh, well, you know, you're you're lucky. Because we almost had the demons be shirtless, and then our makeup guy said we can't afford that much makeup. It would take hours, and it would have, wouldn't it? Have oh taken- yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have doubled, probably doubled the time. So Chris was like, "Well, let's just put him in some Best Buy shirts, which work work better for it, anyways." Yeah, you know? such a funny uh, visual. Well, I have a question now because because in the uh, Married with Children thing, they do like a couple things. They um. They have like a, a historical cameo. They have Napoleon, and they have like the worst food that you have to eat for the rest of your life. So those are sort of like I don't know tropes or cliches that are you know within the world of hell. Like in I can only think of so many things like Little Nicky or whatever. Like I feel like all hell things sort of have those you know the given thing like like a an appearance from. Hitler in uh, Little Nicky getting a pineapple shoved up his ass. Um, did you guys like? I remember that movie strikingly well. Um, did you guys like watch a lot of hell stuff and and uh, try to like either take from some things or like try to avoid some things? What was you, what was your like process with that? We both started with Dante's Inferno, of course, and read that uh-huh. in in the original. Yeah, lovingly to each other, we read Dante's Inferno, the new uh, the new translation, of course. Oh, right. the, the new translation, you can sort of see a little bit more of, you know, hell is, is a more sympathetic place. It's not as, uh, well, anyways, you go ahead. 
<laughs> anyway, I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with that. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. Um, I don't think we really did. Uh, although there are times where you're thinking, "Will this better be better than the best Far Side set in Hell?" You know, <laughs> or the or whatever was in the New Yorker on page seventeen this week. You know, it better be it better better be more than that. Uh, but uh, and I think we sort of even had a joke about the far side. Yeah, in the first episode, uh, I think it. I think Gary uh, Henry Zabrowski plays Gary, and I'm his intern, and it's my first day. And he he points at a he points at a far side c- cartoon, and what's the joke in it? I forget what it is. Uh. First, it says first day on the job, and then the the person has his head on his pike on a spike, and he's saying, "There's a mistake. I'm not supposed to be here." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I say it's a mistake. I'm not supposed a, to be it's here. It's a joke in hell. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense in a yeah. newspaper here, but in hell, it's like ha ah, ah. ha. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they oh, it's oh pasha. Well, I always remember in Sunday school, like a Sunday school teacher sitting seven year old me down and going in hell. There's nothing to drink, and the only thing to eat is a root that makes you thirstier. And, uh, <laughs> and we had a line about that in the show. Yeah, I feel like there's a uh, – yeah, Henry had to eat like this weird like root like covered in yeah. like shit. A tree root <laughs> covered in dirt in a Tupperware container. He pulls it up, you know, like – and he just goes, man, hungry. <laughs> and uh, – yeah, they covered it in like cinnamon, uh, but it looked like a root that had just been dug and cut off of a tree. Yeah, the, I love those sort of. Uh, there's a, a handful of those where like just their throwaway jokes like that, where like Satan makes uh, Gary just eat charcoal briquettes like throughout an episode. Yeah, and there was a scene we cut where Eddie Pepitone, one of the tortured souls. Uh, has to eat wontons every day, and Gary the demon gets really jealous. Like wontons, where the hell do you get wontons? And and another demon says, "Well, he died choking on a wonton, so that's part of his specific torture, where he has to be force fed a million wontons a day." Right. Yeah, that, that was in one of the scripts, but I don't think we that wasn't ever shot, was it? No, we shot it. Oh, man, be- I might not have been there that day. It'll be on the DVD that won't ever get released. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. The uh, yeah. You know what was interesting about that Mary with Children thing is though there's like a couple of people sort of walking around in the background like zombies. Yeah. But they're sort of dressed like like they work on the crew. Yeah, like, one of them looked like a tourist or one of them was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, but it sort of looked like not like a wardrobe. It looked like that's the shirt he probably came to work in that day and they said, Hey, we you know, we just realized that we have to populate hell. And he doesn't even – he's not even facing the camera. He's sort of got his yeah. back. They all have their backs turned and they're sort of all like moving from side to side as if it's from like uh, like Dawn of the Dead, the original, which makes no sense because it's like why does Al Bundy and Napoleon have full like capabilities and then some are in hell just as zombies? Why is, and why is Napoleon in hell? Yeah, that also – can... a lot of good things. <laughs> Well, I think I think my guess is the joke in Married yes. with Children is that like the French are awful, right? Isn't that like a thing? I think it was purely for that 
tucking in the shirt, tucking in the pants joke. Oh yeah, so the the last joke of 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 Al Bundy for married with the children being in hell is that uh, Napoleon puts his hand in his shirt, uh, his favorite, his famous move, and then Al Bundy puts his hand in his pants, which is his favorite. And I I think that got a clap, didn't it? I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. I'm, we can consult the tape, but I I would be willing to bet. Uh, I also thought that uh, it was also shocking. That was network TV when the money was probably flowing, and that I know that computers had advanced a long way. But man, the set design was like just a couple fog machines, some candles. You have a teamster turn on some dry ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was just a plate of little uh, hot dog weenies. Like that, just that was just like uh, we'll just cook like a handful. They're probably not even cooked. It's weird too. Ed O'Neill, he's like so uh, he's so broad in that. I mean, that guy's made his bones doing mammoth plays, right? I mean, he's a good actor. It's like wow. Yeah, but he has was he has he been in anything recently? I'm trying to think. I feel like he was in something recently, but I can't remember. Are you are you kidding? He's like the main guy in Modern Family, right? Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I'm a, <laughs> I, I love that I host a podcast that's specifically about watching TV, and I totally forgot one of the most popular TV shows on on television. He probably won the Emmy or something last year for it. I know, I know, he did something, but it's probably not notable. Right. You know, they also had that joke about <clears throat> over six million souls burned. Oh my God! Is that, that a Holocaust? That, that whole Mc, McDonald's. I, I assumed it was more on the. See, it's the joke. It was old even then. It was a pun off the McDonald's over six million burgers served. Yeah, but that's terrible <laughs> like because five steps. <laughs> but but I just realized when you said six million, that's how many yeah. people died in the Jews died in the Holocaust. So is that it? Might be a dual terrible joke. <laughs> that would be like the worst thing ever if if the writer was just like I'm anti-Semitic, but I'm just going to pass this off as a McDonald's joke, <laughs> a little sneak through. Yeah, through the censors. Oh boy, well somebody's going to get an angry letter from me. I think though, I think it would have all been redeemed though if if uh, Robert England would have just delivered all his lines while he was raping a baby. <laughs> I think if he, I think if they could do that, I think that would have just may add it another level. Well, if they if it was just all close-ups of him and then the last shot it panned down and you realize that was happening the entire time. <laughs> that was your reveal and your blow. And you're like, "Oh, okay, that 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 is scary. That is hell." Yes, that is scary. It's uh Maybe if they do a director's cut, you know. <laughs> we wanted him to rape a baby here, but the S&P If Lucas had created the show, yeah, the re-release. The suits had a problem with it. Um, so why don't we check out this next clip? This is a recent. I I don't know. Have you guys watched this show? It's called It's called The Bible. <laughs> have you ever watched this show called The Bible? It's not just a book anymore. I think the History Channel did it, and I couldn't find the clip of of it. But I found a Fox News clip about it that Satan, the guy who plays Satan on. The History Channel's Bible looks like uh, Barack Obama. We're growing controversy over a wildly popular TV series on the Bible. After some viewers believe that the character who plays the devil bears a striking resemblance to the president of the United States. Both the History Channel and the producers have been trying to defend themselves. 
as Trace Gallagher explains, live from L.A. with more. Trace? Very much a surprise hit, by the way, Megan, because it didn't get a lot of promotion. The critics didn't love it, and yet the premiere episode got 14 million viewers. I mean, this thing is beating American Idol. As soon as it airs, you can see this right here. I mean, Twitter, the web were abuzz with comments about Satan resembling President Obama. I mean, you can see this and decide for yourself. The actor is actually a man named, a Moroccan actor named Mehdi Wazani, and he is not, when he's in character, he doesn't look anything like President Obama. Uh, the series is produced by Mark Burnett, who, of course, did Survivor, that he says there's no deliberate link between Satan and the president. This is utter nonsense. The History Channel has issued a statement saying, and I'm quoting here, History Channel has the highest respect for President Obama. The series was produced with an international and diverse cast of respected actors. It's unfortunate that anyone made this false connection, and yet they did. Now, remember when the Game of Thrones, that show, used the phony George W. Bush head? It was impaled on a stick. Remember that? They admitted this was a huge mistake and they apologized. And that scene was later edited out of the show. It was also taken off all of the DVDs. They admitted it was a mistake. The History Channel, Mark Burnett, say there is nothing, nothing that indicates that this is at all anybody's intent. All right. Very dicey. What they took it off all the DVDs. I'd like to see how they did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they mentioned that. Basically, the actor who plays Satan looks like, does sort of look like Barack Obama, and then they brought up the George Bush um, the head on a spike from uh, from from Game of Thrones. Which, yeah, did you think they really took that off the DVD? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they had a they, massive, went into, they went into people's homes and ma- swapped the DVDs. Massive recall of DVDs. <laughs> they seem so furious. She seemed furious about the George W. Bush thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're sort of mercy to your prop master on a lot of that stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff you don't get to call the la- I mean, surely that was one of those deals, right? I mean, we we had someone had uh uh there were certain prop things that we we had when we were shooting the show. We were like there was a poster for uh that always bothered me in a package store. It was uh Buy one get one free. I was like, I would I would go to that liquor store every night, <laughs> buy one and get one free. Who's ever heard of that? And I don't know why that bothers me so much. But every time I see that episode, I'm like, buy one get one free. What the hell? But uh, I, you look at that George Bush head, and you're like, wow, you really have to study that to really get that. That's boy, he's covered in hair. And he's uh, his face three quarters away from us. Yeah, uh, and also who cares? Yeah, like that's the whole thing with the the Obama as Satan thing. It's like so what? Like what? Well, did you see the series? Did you see any of the series? Does I did, it? I did not see the series The Bible. That picture looks nothing like Obama to me. I mean, I've never seen Obama in a Unabomber hoodie for one, but uh, but he doesn't look any. It doesn't. Well, I've I've never seen Obama ever in anything. So I was shocked that Mark Burnett is doing this. I mean, he made all that money from Real World and Survivor. Just retire, you know. You don't. I'm sure he's not doing this for personal fulfillment. But you have enough money, Mark Burnett. Yeah. To stop. But how do you know he's not just like? I checked out this book. It's called the Bible. <laughs> we have to do something with it. Is he trying to undo all the damage he's done? Is he trying to repent? 
Yeah, maybe he's like I've I've made so many people on Survivor have diarrhea from not eating regular food for a while, and then when they eat regular food, they get diarrhea. So now I'm going to pay it forward. <laughs> yeah, well, this is great. I mean, it's great for Fox News. You know, Fox News just sort of keys off on uh, any sort of tiny little just shred of a controversy, you know, and just explodes it to mammoth proportions. The price poll is Obama Satan. Yeah, that was definitely the headline. Yeah, it's like they're like, this is people are actually talking about this on Twitter. This is actually something on the internet. Where it's like, what are you talking? Like, who cares? Everything's something on Twitter. Who cares? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Um, did you now? You were saying, Dave, before that you um, ba- like the the root that you have to that makes you thirsty over and over. That was from your upbringing. Um, and th- was anything else that do you go back to the Bible? To, to, for your guys' uh, uh, vision of hell? If we have a dispute in our house, we go back to the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we turn to the good book <laughs> and see how they solved things uh, 500 years ago before they were dinosaurs. If, yeah, if somebody's been using the iPhone or their iPad too much, let's figure <laughs> out how to stop that through the, through the Bible. Um. I'm I'm trying to um, no I, you know I I don't know I mean it's a it's a, it's kind of a terrifying concept for a kid you know first off you will die it will be over what you, what you're experiencing that's going to end and then uh, <laughs> and if you don't do it right <laughs> it could end and it it will never end like <laughs> it never ends down there it's forever. It's terrifying. The concept is terrifying. And did you guys use the Bible? Like, did you, when you were writing stuff, did you do any research in the Bible about how hell is portrayed there? No, and I'm worried that certain religious leaders are going to see our program and go, this isn't realistic. (laughs) 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 This is not what, this is not how it's depicted. You know, it clearly states lake of fire. This is a lake of lava. There is a difference. We should hire some religious experts as consultants, like like uh, Joel Osteen, to just be there for a day and just shoot background footage of him. Just basically, I wonder well, if Jack Chick is still alive. Do you know these pamphlets at all? Though they're the little narrow cartoons about going to hell, like. Um, oh, I'm Catholic, and I believed in the Pope more than Jesus. I'm going to hell. Or I just want to listen to rock and roll. Oh, no. Now I got hit by a, a car on the way to the concert, and now I'm going to hell. Oh, God. I remember. You know what? That that, that pulled out of memory. Like, I spent the night with this guy when I was a, when I was a kid, like maybe 10 or 11, and uh, um, and we went to his church the next morning. It was this Pentecostal church, and... Uh, you know, it's just really super weird, you know, people like just sort of praying and falling and holding their hands up and sort of feeling the faith. And uh, and then they had a lady that was my third grade teacher got up and did a testimony about how rock music was from uh, was from Satan, you know, and my friend had had the police uh, synchronicity <laughs> and, that tape, and I, I wanted that tape. And I said, and he said, I, well, I got rid of it. It was like, well, I would have bought it for, I would have bought it from you for like half 
of what you paid for it. And he was like, well, the point is not to spread it. <laughs> Synchronicity. Yeah. And then years later, that guy used to come into the Domino's Pizza that I worked like like, tw- like once every two nights like that I worked at the Pentecostal <laughs> preacher. I was just like, you're just eating, you're just subsisting on Domino's. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awful. I was at a family reunion, uh, and I had an aunt that said, uh, you know, Barney Barney is a good show. It's a pity that it's from Satan. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, uh, anything with talking animals or uh, is from Satan because it's Satan trying to get you used to the idea of demons, of talking animals, of talking monsters. <laughs> so when they roam the earth, kids will be used to them. It's all a propaganda uh, thing. So she, yeah, she thought Barney was from Satan. Wait, but wouldn't that be a good thing? That like... <laughs> <laughs> that like if if you're used to it when it happens like wouldn't you rather be used to like monsters than be the person that's like cowering completely in fear that's true but i guess if you're you'd be listening to them in their in their evil satanic message but, <laughs> i don't know god that, like mickey mouse and uh, uh donald duck and uh did you see that garfield that? garfield is a, i guess uh, anyway i mean garfield is let's be he's slothful yes <laughs> it's like a walking dead it's like listen just treat him. He's just like Garfield. He's not going to want to eat lasagna, though, son. <laughs> For people who believe in Satan so heavily, what what is their entertainment? If like if they can justify that, like a cartoon, uh, like a uh, Mickey Mouse is Satan. What what is not Satan? Any uh, a puppet show starring Jesus, Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> uh, touched by an angel. I just think some of that religious, uh, some of those religious programs are kind of entertaining to watch in just such an insane, like an insane universe. Like when we first put moral oral on our air, I thought we should have had tried to adopt like the fairness doctrine, like and just present it out to the 700 club and go, listen, we're going to give you 15 minutes of airtime for your rebuttal. To each of these episodes. That, that's a great idea. I think so too. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would yep. be like groundbreaking to see like evan- uh, evangelists like go on right after a, a, a show. Like if, if after your pretty face goes to hell was on, there was a uh, somebody from the 700 club on talking about the show. I would love it even more. Yeah. Me and you and Chris and. Maybe that would be about it, but <laughs> but but it would be great for us. It, it would be genius. Well, you I'm... know the thing is though, I don't really. I mean, you know, we do have. I think we do have. We come from maybe religious backgrounds, but I don't know about you, Chris. But I don't really. I don't feel like I have like an axe to grind or anything. No. I mean, I don't feel like if the show has an axe to grind, it's going to be a very good show. You know, it's just sort of. Trying to be kind of goofy with. If anything, you could almost argue, well, it is a Judeo-Christian show because it adopt it, it accepts the tenet, hell is real. All right, then go from there. You know. I, I mean, I think it's. This is going to sound a really unfunny interpretation, but it's about a decent person who has to do bad things because of his job and trying to juggle that. And I think that's kind of relatable. Just. People, everybody who their jobs, you know, working at a corporation, you know, this corporation will do some can do some bad things, but you're, you know, it's your job. 
mean, there's so many ways you can um, compromise yourself personally through your job. <laughs> that, that, uh, Mark Burnett, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I just remember this because both of you guys have been on the show in different forms before, but while we're talking about bad jobs, I know that, Chris, would you be okay talking about the fact that you did write for porn at one point? Yes. Um, I, cause I totally forgot to mention that the last time you were on the show, <laughs> but I don't, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. Really. I don't think that's bad. I, I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't mean it in like, that just seems like a, in, yeah, maybe I, I, I misspoke by saying bad, but it's definitely not a, your average job for sure. No, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your name as a writer? Uh, my, my name was, uh, be, it was because I was procrastinating, procrastinating writing my real scripts, which was ostensibly why I was in L.A., was Art Waits. But uh, <laughs> I also gave my, my writing partner his name, which was Peter Burroughs, which is more what you expect in a poor name, Peter Burroughs. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You're twee and pretentious. <laughs> not you Craig I'm talking about myself the second person <laughs> I listen I know you're talking about me I don't appreciate it. what was your what was your experience on uh, when you got to visit set I did get to visit set um, my experience was uh, <clears throat> walking in and seeing the act some of the actors on the stairway rehearsing the lines which surprised me it was exciting and then we walked out uh and this particular episode was about a, uh, these scientists that go to a planet of all women. And they had built a scientific lab. And I, that was very thrilling. Like, we had this dumb idea for a lab. And look, someone's built a lab. So anyway, and then we go in and they're shooting a sex scene. Um, oh, wait. We, we, we can't go in because they're shooting a sex scene. So I'm hanging out uh, by craft services uh, and they have this huge bowl of M&Ms, and I'm just eating the M&Ms nervously, watching the sex scene. And then they finish the sex scene, and they they both just walk naked. And the guy comes and grabs a fistful of M&Ms oh. <laughs> and pops them in his mouth, and then and goes to the shower. And uh, that was my that was my uh, porn shoot experience. That's oh, and also my roommate at the time um, was very upset that I was doing this. And he said, please don't do it. I'll pay you. Is it the money? I will pay you not to do this. And I said, no, it's not the money. I want a, I want a good anecdote. And he said, you'll never be able to run for president. <laughs> and it did, it did stall my, my bid for Senate, I have to say. I just found out that the last video is working now. All right. So this clip is from, um, I believe it is from, what did I say? Season three of Quantum Leap. And it's in an episode called The Boogeyman. And, uh, and this is uh, Sam meeting Satan, I guess. Let's check it out. Who are you? Yin and Yang. Good and bad. God. The devil. In the flesh, so to speak. This is impossible. Come on, Al. Tell me he's not real. He's real. Oh, Sam, he's very real. What is happening? Why are you doing this? To put an end to your meddling. Who gave you the right to go bumbling around in time, putting right what I made wrong? 
just trying to get home. Well, you're not going to make it. <laughs> so that was season 11 of Quantum Leap? Yeah, that, I was so surprised when that wasn't, that was season 3 of 5. I was not that familiar with that show either. Well, so let me just give a a little bit of background. As you know, Sam Beckett travels through time within his own life and uh, and tries to right the wrong of history, the wrongs of history. In this episode, he he thinks he's gone further back in time and he's confused and all these murders happen and he doesn't know what happens. And then he's confronted by... Uh, Al, who is his his companion, who is from the future through hologram, and he this this scene that we just watched, he realizes that Sam is not a hologram, and it, the Sam that he's been ta- the Al sorry the Al that he's been talking to all episode is actually the devil in disguise, and um, that's super confusing, and uh, it turns out that after that happened, it was all a dream, and not only was it all a dream, but he. He basically, the very end of the episode, he inspires Stephen King as a kid to write horror movies. Really? Are you making a joke at the end? I am not making a joke at the end. At the very end of the episode, he goes, knives, it was like, things were flying around the room. Like, it would have been so, and the the kid's like, it sounds scary if it was like knives. And then um, the kid's mom drives up and goes, um, Stevie... Stevie, hurry up! Uh, like, and there's like, and then the other girl goes, "Hi, Mrs. King." And then he goes, "Stevie King." And then Stevie King runs to the car, and there's a big dog. He goes, "Hi, Cujo." <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Every- hey, Mister Langolier, what are you doing here? <laughs> Whoa! Look at that person over there. It's a fire starter. He's starting a fire. I love that onion headline about Stephen King. Stephen King doesn't remember writing the Tommy Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed they went to the trouble of getting a goat. Yeah, they had a live goat started choking Sam at one point because basically um, Al is Satan, and as he's choking him, he turns into all the people that he's killed. Sort of like in Terminator Two: Judgment Day, when when the T1 uh, liquid metal Terminator is dying in the lava, and he turns into all the people he's killed throughout. Well, I thought for for an instant it was just uh, like because I didn't know the context, and I thought he turned into like Chris Elliott, circa nineteen eighty nine, like with the with the skull cap on. Yeah, yeah, he did look like Chris Elliott at one point. Yeah, he, like as a sailor. I was gonna ask because based on this, like there's telekinesis, like he's they're able to things move and. In 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 your pretty face is going to hell. There's some stuff like finger lightning and um, like certain powers that are created from the show. Like, but there there's definitely a logic to the things that exist. Like things from one episode sort of carry over. They're like rules of the world. Uh, was that something that like you sort of figured out while you were writing, or? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We you know it's pretty loose. Although there is a recurring uh, character throughout. The masturbating spider from the coal shoot. Right. <laughs> he, he has a few cameo appearances. We always thought, well, if our graphics company, if we can get it figured out in time, we will have that spider appear in every episode in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Maybe just running around in the background and just ripping out computer equipment and throwing <laughs> it. <laughs> ripping but, out uh, computer equipment and masturbating real quick. In, in yeah, just masturbating flinging it on people and then and then just trashing their cubes. Um 
I don't know. We, you know, we're going to get to do more, and we're we're talking about messing, playing with those those small rules. We we didn't we didn't. I don't know that we made any hard fast rules really. <clears throat> what was who's the guy that plays not Sam but his hologram? Oh, that's um, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stock. Yeah, I think he was excited about playing Satan just to channel a little of his blue velvet. Mr. Sandman. Yeah, he definitely. I feel like that was like his real, real acting, and I mean, and by real acting, they just put a red light on his face and he acted angry. But yeah, he was definitely having fun with that one. <laughs> He's that's it's one of I love Quantum Leap, and I'm going to watch it in a couple of weeks on this podcast uh, for another episode. But it got really weird. Like this is a weird episode of Quantum Leap. It would be great if our show just got inexplicably dark. You know, yeah. one episode. Just, it wasn't a comedy at all. It was just horrifying. Well, we did do some like horrifying stuff that we got into edit, and we were like, "Oh, oh, this isn't funny." <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I assume you're talking about when you guys waterboarded me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't work at all. That was probably one of the most like terrifying moments of my life for multiple reasons. And one of them was because I was on a board upside down with water being poured on my face. The other was there were a couple people holding my legs and one of them was an extra who didn't realize that you're not supposed to, when you act, you're not supposed to like fully, like if you're fighting somebody, you're not supposed to like, like he was grabbing my legs as hard as he could and like moving them around, like hurting me. Well, Greg, Craig, you would have never. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. I mean, we were using fake water. <laughs> right, exactly. It would have been fine if you'd have breathed that in. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very. It, and and the whole thing was on like cement blocks that just like looked like they could topple over at any yes! second. <laughs> you were just... a good sport because that that had like ten things that could have gone wrong. And, <clears throat> and the gun that they assured us was unloaded that was being fired at you. Right, I was gonna. It was like my Brandon Lee moment from The Crow, except you didn't die. I didn't die, um, luckily. But yeah, did that stay is that still in? Did that stay in the the episode though? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. But look, man, it's gonna make for some really funny DVD extras for the DVD that's not coming out ever. We'll put it on the reel for your wedding. You can. I, show it the night before your wedding. Hey, check it out. It's me getting water. It's not going to be as torturous as this wedding. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. I endured I endured that for love, and I'm glad it's never going to be seen because that makes it even dearer to my heart. Yeah. That, that was one of those times where I, I looked at I looked at us and I thought, man, uh, maybe we're just – maybe we're incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like if we were surgeons and we had made a decision like this, like we would be sued. <laughs> like yeah. it's not, this is not funny on any level. Part of this podcast is to serve you with papers. You guys are, uh, you guys are in a lawsuit with me starting now. <laughs> also taught us that you can animation, you can, you can go a lot darker and it's still funny. I mean, if you like Daffy Duck can get shot in the face, it's still funny, but. Live action, it's not as funny. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. You're looking at like seven surgeries to like replace your jaw. And <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's, very, it's a difficult thing. And it's tough to, uh, 
tough to make tough to fix it in the edit when that's the climax of your episode and, <laughs> and you're like i can't we can't air this I, this is death i can't wait to see what you guys ended up doing well we cut to black for three and the credits are about three minutes long so it's, it's like <laughs> sopranos it's the sopranos finale right 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 in in honor of matt servito from sopranos Agent Harris. Agent Harris. Um, well, thanks, guys, so much for watching this with me. Do you guys want to say anything else about the show before, like, uh, if somebody's not sold yet on watching uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, what would uh, any uh, last second please? It's got a musical in it. It's got uh, <laughs> romance. It's got... Uh, Special effects. It's on at midnight. That's a very easy time to remember. Midnight, April 18th. It's, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, and I do, I do, I do think that, um, I don't know if it's like the graphics are up to the level of, say, The Hobbit, but, uh, but it is unlike anything on TV. Like, I can say that confidently. It looks unique to anything that I've ever seen on TV. And the acting is great. The acting really is great. Oh, well. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, to what you said, Dave, I mean, that's the whole time that we were shooting, I know at least Henry, uh, Matt, and I were talking that the visuals, I mean, if you're flipping channels and this show comes on, like, you have no excuse not to stop and watch it. It's visually one of the craziest and most amazing. It, It just looks... Like you said, like nothing else. It's great. Well, the backgrounds are like so intense that, uh, you know, I think the artists that were working on it were like, well, we kind of try to dull the colors because it steals from the actors in the front. We're like, no, 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 just it's got to be insane, you know, (laughs) it's pushing the levels of, uh, you know, there's this fire and lava and explosions everywhere in the in the background, you know. Yeah, it's it's and pretty uh, it's pretty amazing. For when I first saw clips with the graphics, I was I was I was pretty much blown away. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll it, it looks uh, it looks unique. It definitely looks unique. It's it's like a live action cartoon. Yeah, it's and I had it was a pleasure working on it, and I'm super excited to see it uh, actually be real. And uh, and thanks guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to It's That Episode, and thanks again to Dave Willis and Chris Casper Kelly for joining me on my show again and talking about Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, which is premiering this Thursday, April 18th, 2013 at midnight. How awesome is that? You should check it out. Check me out on Twitter, at Craig Rowan. It's That Episode on Facebook. And just experience life, guys. Take the earbuds out and just run up to a person and kiss them. Experience life. Uh, but if don't actually do that, somebody might be take it in a weird way and punch you. Or you could find the love of your life. Who knows? That's what life is. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's enter the bowels of hell and have a great week. Have a good night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>